And then I missed another credit card payment. It's not even that I didn't have the money. It's just that I just wasn't paying attention. I didn't have the headspace. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hello, financial grown up friends. You know that old expression, the dog ate my homework? So for not paying your credit card, let's make it. I just didn't have the headspace. Because as you heard, that's all that was going on with our guest. She just didn't have the headspace. Natalie Spencer, now a highly accomplished behavioral scientist and author, had the money, just not the headspace. Welcome, everyone. If you are new, we're so excited that you found us. We share money stories from high achievers, along with practical everyday money tips that you can put to work right away. We keep the episodes to about 15 minutes, but feel free to binge on a few if you have a little more time today. Now, let's talk about Natalie Spencer. I was so taken with her book, Good Money, Understand Your Choices, Boost Your Financial Well-Being. It is totally different from many money books that I have read, and I read a lot. I loved this book, and I'm going to talk to Natalie about her unique approach to helping people find their financial wellness. Here is Good Money author, Natalie Spencer. Hey, Natalie Spencer, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Great to speak with you, Bobby. Loved your new book, Good Money, Understand Your Choices, Boost Your Financial Wellness, because you are a behavioral scientist. In fact, you work at the Commonwealth Bank of Australia, and you bring a very different perspective to money and financial education. That's right. Yeah. So the book Good Money is about the behavioral science of financial well-being. And what that really means is that we look at psychology and decision-making science, and we try to uncover why managing money can actually feel really difficult, but then also provide some practical tips for how we can get through that. And you may have been inspired by your own behavior in your 20s. Tell us your money story, Natalie. Yeah, that's right. So my money story is that I missed a credit card payment. And then the next month, I missed another credit card payment. And the thing is, is that it's not even that I didn't have the money. It's just that I just wasn't paying attention. I didn't have the headspace. Like everyone, I felt busy. I was working, volunteering, social obligations, all this stuff. And I just really wasn't paying attention. So, of course, I got slapped with a penalty fee and interest started growing on my balance. And when I realized this, I called the credit card company to contest it. You know, somehow I could find time to do that. Well, you had to at that point. You had to deal with it. Well, that's right. Yeah. So I had to deal with it. I had to pay for it. But also, you know, I thought, oh, well, I'll I'll just see if I can get this charge reversed. But even on the phone, I could tell that you know, just saying, oh, well, I just wasn't paying attention is not really a good enough excuse. So this was a huge wake up call for me. And there were a couple things that came from it. So one, I realized that I needed to start paying attention to my finances. And I did, I started to do so. But also it was that it doesn't have to be so hard and that there are things that I can do to make it easier. So what I did after that call was I set up 
reminders. So then I'd get a text message a few days before my credit card bill was due. And I also set up a direct debit and the direct debit was for the minimum repayment amount. And so what this did was that, you know, hopefully I wouldn't forget to pay again because I'd get the reminders. But even if I did forget, I had built in the protection so that I wouldn't have to pay a penalty charge. Looking back, now that you have a career as a behavioral scientist, what do you think was going on in your mind if you could analyze your 20-something self? Well, I think it was simply that I just wasn't paying attention. Managing money can be kind of boring, and it felt like it wasn't top of mind for me. I was just going around kind of spending mindlessly on my credit card and not really thinking about it. So what are the takeaways for our listeners? Yeah. So I think one is on a more general scale, and that's that you can design your life in a way that you make it easier for yourself. So behavioral science can tell us a lot about our choices with money. And then when we understand how those concepts apply to our own lives, in our own contexts, in our own situations, then we're able to put systems or processes in place to help us, to help ourselves out really, to manage money better. And then I'd say that probably more specifically, that automation is so great, especially if you don't want to be spending all of your time kind of micromanaging all of your finances and thinking about it day and night. Automation is just great. It makes life easy. And what you can do is, you know, it does require a little bit of upfront effort and cognitive effort there to make sure that you're automating something that you can afford in the long term. But once you set it up, then you can just kind of put it to the side and forget it. So let's talk about your everyday money tip, because I'm very intrigued by the term temptation bundling. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So my money tip is for anybody who finds managing their money kind of a drag. If you find personal finance management a chore, then what you can do is bundle it with a treat or a temptation. That's where the term temptation bundling comes from. And the key here is to make sure that you resist the temptation and only do that when you are managing your money then. So for example, um, my husband and I do this. Once per month, we have a personal finance meeting. Thrilling, I know. But what we do is we make sure that we go around the corner to the bakery and we get coffees and pastries beforehand and then we bring them back home and then we have our personal finance meeting. So it softens the blow. Yeah, exactly. And it makes it something that you're not really dreading because you're getting a treat also. Exactly. And it actually serves two purposes. So first of all, it helps make the personal finance meeting feel a little bit more fun and less boring, but also it keeps me from buying a croissant every single morning because I know I can only get it when I'm doing my personal finance meeting. Have you ever snuck one, Natalie? Come on. Well, Well. yeah, maybe one or two. (laughs) Let's talk about good money because there's a lot of scientific backing to everything you talk about. But at the same time, these are really everyday issues that we all have to face. So for example, one thing that I thought was really interesting in your book was how cashless transactions can actually affect how we spend our money. Yes, that's right. This is really interesting because, you know, with new technology, So many people want our payment mechanisms to be faster and easier and slicker. And from like a user design perspective, of course, that's a a really good goal. 
is to have these new technologies like apps or pay and wave and tap and go be very easy. That's great. It has a lot of benefits, but there's also a downside in that the less noticeable a payment is and the less friction there is there, then the easier it is to spend mindlessly. So again, it can kind of feel like you're on autopilot and just kind of going through and spending quite easily. And as someone who has never seen a sale that I did not like, I mean, the friends and family stuff that's going on in New York City right now is out of control. I am so tempted. Why is it that when we feel like something is a bargain, I mean, it's so difficult to resist? Well, that's exactly it. Well, there are a lot of things that might be going on that retailers can do to get us to spend more money. One is that when you see the the original price and then you see the sale price, what you're doing is you're comparing the sale price to the original price. So of course, it seems like a fantastic deal. Let's say, I don't know, you're spending $50 on something that's marked down from 100. Well, it feels fantastic. But actually, if you hadn't seen the original price, the question that you should ask yourself is, would you have paid $50 for this anyway? I don't know that we would have, but there's so, we just, I can't buy something. I don't want to buy something full price. Why is, that's just so crazy. Why do we do this to ourselves, Natalie? Tell us. <laughs> I don't know. I'm victim to it as well. <laughs> but, you know, having the, the original price there can really tempt us into thinking that it's a good deal. All right. Tell us where we can find your book and where we can find out more about you. Yeah, great. So Good Money is available in the US, um, the UK, Canada, and Australia at all of the major bookstores. So you can find it online or on shelves. And you can follow me on Twitter at Economic Logic. Thank you, Natalie. Thanks so much, Bobby. Great talking to you. Hey, everyone. Love hearing about the psychology of how we spend money from Natalie. The book really is fascinating in all the data and analysis of why we do the things we do when it comes to money. Let's get to my take on Natalie's story though. To some degree, this is an easy one because I could just say, guys, automate automate your bills, but let's actually move past that. Financial grown-up tip number one, if you do mess up after you put the systems in place and automate as Natalie and pretty much every financial expert will tell you to do, make the phone call. Get the person on the phone to undo the damage. Credit card companies will often give you a one-time pass, sometimes more, on the fees, even if it was your fault. So take the time to ask for the penalty to be removed, even if you were actually the one who messed up. Also, know how your credit cards work in terms of the interest. In some cases, if you don't clear the entire balance, you may still pay interest charges. So when you make that call, ask exactly how the interest works. Financial grown-up tip number two. Just because you automate the payment doesn't mean you don't open the bills every month. Go through the charges. I have made this mistake because the bill is paid, so why stress? But then you go to check the bill after skipping for a few months and you realize that maybe you're paying for something that you didn't realize, like a subscription renewal. If you catch it right away, you have a good chance at canceling. But if you have, for example, a kid's annual membership and then you miss the payments for a few months, It is a tougher argument to make, so automate it, but don't forget it. And of course, it goes without saying that you should be looking at those bills because there could also be fraudulent charges on there. Sometimes criminals will test charging something with very small amounts to see if you notice. 
and then gradually work up to larger amounts. So it's really important to be vigilant and check those bills even if you automate. Loved Natalie's book, Good Money. Please do check it out. As I said, totally different approach. Data, science, all that. Worth the focus that you do need to have. This is not a quick, easy page turner. This is a deep book and it has a lot of pictures, so it makes it really interesting and the illustrations are good, but this is science. This is really, this is the real deal. I love this book. You can tell. You get out of it what you put into it. So thank you for your candor, Natalie, with your story. Thank you for helping us understand how and why we spend the way we do. And of course, thank you for helping us all get one step closer to being financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.